Chapter Forty Six of No Quarter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. No Quarter by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter Forty Six awaiting war news what a life we've been leading sob shut up in cities as birds in a cage now nearly two years of it with scarce ever a peep at the dear delightful country oh it's a wretched existence it's not the pleasantest i admit and in this prosaic city gloucester ah vague don't speak against gloucester think what her citizens have suffered in the good cause and how well they have borne themselves but for their bravery and fidelity where might we be now possibly in bristol how would you like that not at all returned vague with a shrug and grimace the name of bristol recalling souvenirs aught but agreeable to her well resumed sabrina life there is not prosaic anyhow if there be poetry in scandal very much the reverse i should say supposing half of what's reported be true but i wonder how our foolish aunt and equally foolish cousin are comporting themselves under the changed circumstances oh they're happy enough no doubt everything just as they wished it plenty of titled personages flitting and figuring around at least three princes of the blood royal with an occasional chance of their seeing the king himself won't madam opened the doors wide of montserrat house as for clarice i shouldn't be surprised at her making a grand marriage of it becoming baroness duchess or something of that sort well i won't envy her vega powell could afford to speak thus of her creole cousin with light heart now all envy and jealousy having long since gone out of it let us hope nothing worse rejoined the elder sister with a doubting look as though some painful thought were in her mind clarice is very very imprudent to say the least of it and very wicked to say nothing more than the most of it but what need we care sob since we neither of us ever intend going near the landis again after the way they behave to us well well let us cease speaking of them and turn to some pleasanter subject ay if that were possible alas there's none very pleasant now every day new anxieties new fears i wish this horrid war were at an end one way or the other so that we might get back 
to dear old holly mead don't say one way or the other vag if it should end in the king being conqueror holly mead will be no more a home for us it would even cease to belong to us i almost wish it never had why that you should know sob but for my father sending him there after those worthless things he would not now be dear vaga interrupted the elder sister entreatingly for your life do not let father hear you speak in that strain twould vex him very much and as you yourself know he is grieved over it already ah true i won't say a word about it again in his hearing anyhow you may trust me but it's hard to think of my dear eustace being in a prison shut up in a dark dungeon perhaps hungry thirsting and worse than all suffering ill-treatment at the hands of some cruel jailer she was justified in calling him her dear eustace now and giving him all her sympathies since that night of perverse misconceptions at montserrat house there had been many an interview between them the thread of their interrupted dialogue by rordian hill had been taken up again and spun into a cord which now bound them together by vows of betrothal of their engagement sabrina was aware and under the like herself she could well comprehend her sister's feelings true her betrothed was not in prison but she knew not how soon he might be or worse dead on the battlefield invincible as she believed him war had its adverse fates was full of perils every day as the other had said fraught with new anxieties and fears concealing her own she essayed to dispel those of her sister rejoining nonsense Vag, nothing so bad why should they treat him with cruelty you forget that they call him renegade and they on the king's side are most spiteful against all who turn from them think how his own cousin acted towards him and tis said his father disowned him besides other prisoners have been scandalously treated by the cavaliers some even tortured and they may torture him no fear of their doing that even if disposed they're not likely to have the opportunity but they have it now not quite i don't comprehend you sob it's very simple heartless as many of the royalist leaders are and vindictive they will be restrained by the thought of retaliation at this time our people hold two prisoners to their one a large number of these monmouth men with their officers have been taken at beechley and that will ensure humane treatment to your eustace 
so make your mind easy about him it became easier as she listened to the cheering words almost reassured by others spoken in continuation in any case pursued sabrina his captors are not likely to have the time for torturing as you put it richard's last letter says he and his troops were at high meadow house the halls near staunton you know that papist family great friends of sir john and lady winter i remember their place well he was there in advance awaiting the governor to come up with every hope of their being able to take monmouth if they succeed and they will i feel sure they will bob then eustace will be a free man and all of us go back to hollymead with not much danger of being again molested oh exclaimed the younger sister overjoyed by the prospect thus shadowed forth wouldn't that be delightful back at the dear old place once more our walks and rides through the forest our hawking too bless me my pretty purrs and your myrrh i suppose they won't know us i trust van dam hasn't neglected them nor my hector either and so she ran on in the exuberance of her new-sprung hopes seemingly forgetting him around whom they all centred only for an instant though without eustace trevor by her side the forest walks and rides with hollymead and its hawking would have less attraction for her now wherever he might be that were the place of her choice thenceforth and for ever so soon the thought of his being in prison with fears of something worse came back in all its bitterness and the shadow of returned anxiety was again visible on the brow of sabrina a fortified town to be taken there would needs be fighting of a desperate kind her lover in the thick of it a forlorn hope for storming who so like as her soldier knight to be the leader of it he had been so at beechley and proud was she on hearing of his achievements there but at the thought of his now again undergoing such risk with all the uncertainties of war that he might fall before the ramparts of monmouth even at that moment be lying lifeless in its trenches her heart sank within her for a time both were silent then sabrina with another effort to cast off the gloomy reflections which she saw were also affecting her sister said richard promised to write again last night or early this morning if there should be anything worth writing about he hasn't written last night or the letter would have been here now if this morning i may soon expect it his messengers are never slow and a man on a swift horse 
should ride from high meadow house to gloucester in two hours or a little over from her belt she drew a quaint three-cornered watch to ascertain the correct time correct or not its hands pointed to ten a m a messenger from the high meadow could have been there before it sent off at an early hour and on an errand calling for courier speed perhaps no reason had arisen for such and consoling herself with this reflection she resumed speech saying anyhow we may make sure of getting news before noon some kind or other the governor will be sending a dispatch to the committee and one may have already reached them we shall know when father returns the last remark had reference to the fact of ambrose powell being one of the parliamentary commissioners for the gloucester district and just then in committee but the anticipated news reached them without being brought by him as they stood conversing in an embraced window which terrace-like overhung the street they heard a clattering of hoofs almost at the same instant to see a horseman coming on at a pace when opposite the house in which they were he halted flung himself out of the saddle and disappeared from their sight under the projecting balcony long ere this they had recognized sir richard's henchman Robert. there was a louder rat-tat-tat at the street door and soon after a gentle tapping against that of their room which both recognized as from the knuckles of gwenthian simultaneously exclaiming come in in came she with a letter that seemed terribly soiled and crumpled hubert has brought this my lady she said holding it towards sabrina for whom the sharp-witted welsh maid knew it was meant poor man he be wet to the skin and all over mud and looks as if just dropped out of a duck pond the poor man was but a mild evasive form of expressing her sympathy had she put it as she felt it would have been dear man for long ago had gwenthian entered into tender relations with the trumpeter neither of the sisters gave ear to what she was saying for the elder had snatched the letter out of her hand and tore it open on the instant while the younger stood by in eager anxious attitude there was contentment in sabrina's eyes as she glanced at the superscription it became joy on reading the first words written inside and she cried out in tone of enthusiastic triumph glorious news sister they've taken monmouth they have heaven be praised sabrina was about to read the letter aloud when some words caught her eye which admonished 
first running it over to herself hastily as the other was all impatience it ran my love we are inside monmouth thanks to little strategy i was able to effect with the help of an old low country comrade carl of walford whom you may know for all we had some sharp fighting by the bridge gate where carl proved himself worthy of his ancient repute as soldier and swordsman had we failed there this letter would not have been written unless perhaps inside a prison and now on that subject i'm sorry to say e trevor is still in one but unluckily not at monmouth taken by harry lingon from the hereford side they had carried him off that way likely to goodrich castle what's worse he has been wounded whether severely or not i haven't yet been able to ascertain soon as i can learn for certain where he is and what the nature of his hurt you shall hear from me as i know your sister will be in a sad state of anxiety we've made many prisoners and now commanding monmouth i hope to gather in a good many more if we succeed in clearing the wise western bank of the wolves so long infesting it you may all safely return to Hollymead. the letter did not conclude quite so abruptly there were some expressions tenderer and of more private nature which she was scarce permitted to read much less dwell upon Corvaga, all the while gazing in her face with a look of searching interrogation saw a shadow pass over it and unable longer to bear the suspense cried out there's something wrong ah it's eustace i know it is nothing wrong with him more than we knew already he is still a prisoner but of course not at monmouth or he'd have been released they have taken him away from there as richard thinks to goodrich castle there was that in her manner with the words and their tone of utterance which led to a suspicion of either subterfuge or reticence and vaga so suspecting with another searching look into her eyes exclaimed you've not told me all there's something in that letter you fear to communicate you need not sob i'll try to be brave better for me to know the worst let me read it thus appealed to the elder sister gave way the thing she desired to conceal must become known sooner or later perhaps as well if not better at once tearing off that portion of the sheet on which were the words of tenderness concerning only herself she passed the other into the hands of her sister saying all's there that interests you vog and don't let it alarm you remember that wounds are always made more of than wounded 
came the interrupting cry from Vaga's lips intoned with agony. He's wounded. It may be to death. I shall go to Goodrich. If he die, I die with him. End of chapter 46